0: It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And today we have a special guest joining us on the show today. I am proud, 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 proud to have this guest. This lady here, I'm telling you, this queen, you guys, she wears so many different hats that it's unbelievable. Wife, mom, financial coach, health coach, and an author. Health is wealth and wealth is freedom. The lovely Brittany Temple. How you doing, Queen?
1: I am wonderful, King. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. So excited! Obviously, hearing hearing all of the hats that I wear, sometimes it's humbling just to hear somebody else mention them. So, right? Yes, but thank you so much for having me
0: on. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I was getting kind of worried there for a minute because I'm, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, uh, did she ditch me?
1: Of course not! No, <laughs> no, I would never do that. I have family that surprised me that came in from out of town, so I was entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, oh, my gosh, my alarm just went off. so please forgive me. I would never do that. Definitely would not do
0: that. I know. I know. (laughs) So, how you doing today? You doing good?
1: I am wonderful. Blessed, blessed beyond measure. I am doing great.
0: Isn't it a beautiful day outside today?
1: Say it again?
0: It's a beautiful day out today.
1: Oh, it is wonderful, wonderful. So, I mean, like, we just got back from Colorado on Sunday. And so... How was it? You know, it's... Oh, it was wonderful. took the kids skiing, and, you know, it's it's totally different. I was sharing with a friend the blessing of exposure. You know, I'm a product of a single-parent household, and my mom did well with the means that she had. But skiing during Mardi Gras break was not a possibility. (laughs) 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 You know, we might have gone to a couple of parades for the idea of flying to Colorado, and I just look at, you know, just when you have resources, the power. That you're, you know, just the exposure that you're able to give your kids, um, but also um, the things that you're able to do for others. And so I'm just looking at just that, that opportunity for my children and to watch them go to ski school and to think, man, you know, I, I I know there's just going to be so much greatness in them because they have a bigger vision than I had as a child just by the exposure they've had so early on. Right. And not to say that I was limited, but you know, when you don't when you living in Scotlandville, <laughs> that's all you see is North Baton Rouge, and then you get an opportunity to just kind of see that there's more world out there. It opens your eyes to so much more possibilities that exist. And so, being able to expose my children to those possibilities so much earlier than I was exposed. I just know that they're destined for even greater things than my husband and I.
0: So right. anyway, it was wonderful. They
1: had a great experience
0: and so did we. Well I'm glad you guys had a great time. Y'all made it back safely on safe ground. Yes. You know, I, I with everything that that you guys do for um the city and for the community, I'm I'm just, you know, total hats off to that. But I I wanna know like what has that always been your thirst to to give back and and do things in in the manner that you guys are doing, or was it something that you felt like was a need and and you wanted and you eventually got into it as time went on as you grew?
1: Well, well, I mean, it's always been something I've had a desire to do. You know, when you look at your foundation, and again. I am the product of a single parent mom, and so though she was a teacher and she became a principal, resources were limited. And if it wasn't for those who were able to assist me, whether it be in um, assent- attending certain programs, that you know that gave that were, that sponsored me, or whether it be you know being able to play club volleyball, mm-hmm. which led to me getting a collegiate scholarship, that led to me playing professionally overseas because my mother didn't have those resources. So because someone helped me, I always knew that at some point I wanted to be able to do the same for others. And so, um, it's just been etched in me, the desire to give back to others because I realized that there's so much power in pulling somebody else up because, um, with those resources that you have to do that you're exposing again a child or just a person or something that they otherwise would not have the opportunity to be exposed to
0: so right right yeah. i definitely um i definitely definitely respect that and agree with you on um, on so many different levels now, have you always been into the health side of it? Or um, was this something that um, spawned when you got married? Because um, I know, you know, your husband is um, high in, in the, um, the athlete world and, and has done so much for the city as well. Um, was that something that you just inherited or have you've always been um, an athlete um, when you were a youth and it was something that you wanted to continue on in your adult life?
1: So just to give you a a little background um, of me athletically, um, in kindergarten, I won the physical fitness um, award for our entire elementary school. So my mom saw then that, okay, my child is athletic, and I did start playing organized team sports in the fourth and fifth grade, which were softball and basketball. Wow. Um, and then I transitioned into uh, track. Eighth grade year and ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, I did track, volleyball, and basketball. I was Louisiana's female athlete of the year coming out of high school. Wow! And so, um, you know, I won state in the one hundred meter dash, two hundred meter dash, <laughs> broke the record in the high jump, um, and I was, you know, all state for volleyball and did well in basketball as well so which allowed me to get that accolade um but so I've always been athletic but I was also very um blessed to be high in academics as well graduated um fifth in my class and so there there's always been a healthy balance so when you when you talk about health and fitness I've always been athletic but the health component is completely different than just being an active child because right. being an active child you're I mean and being an athlete you know, that was just innately a gift, and my mother saw that early on and continued to foster that. Now, granted, I was well-rounded because we did music and all those other things, but um I, it was, I was blessed to be afforded an opportunity to go to Tulane, and I had other scholarships offered, but I had a desire to stay local, but to attend a great university that would allow me to get a great education, but then also be in a position for my family to be able to watch me play collegiately. And so while at Tulane, my junior and senior year, I started to educate myself more on what I needed to do to play at the highest level physically. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, as an athlete, (laughs) I can't remember even in high school, I mean, we would have, you name it, Fried chicken pregame, you know red beans and rice. Now, I'm not saying that that's not enough. <laughs> you're making me, you're making
0: me hungry. Ice,
1: but candy, you would just eat whatever, and there was no, there was nobody's overseeing what I was putting in my body. But you, when you really start to understand that you are what you eat, and that your body. Is a machine, and when you fuel it with the right things, you get better results and I started to understand that consulted with some holistic doctors when I was in college, and then really when I got out of college and I got the opportunity to play overseas, I was truly adamant about making sure that I was doing the right thing from a training perspective um, to allow my body to maximize itself um, physically and so um, and I like to playing overseas and playing professional volleyball so um so it' just Being able to educate myself on what my body needed to perform at its best, which has allowed me to, once you begin to understand foods and how they affect your body in a positive way, when you're putting the right things in your body, it then becomes something that's hard, well, it became something that's hard for me to break,
2: you know? Right, right.
1: Um, and it trans- transitioned into not just being a momentary thing because I was playing collegially and professionally, but became a lifestyle decision for me because I, I truly believe that your quality of life is contingent upon what you put in your body long right.
0: term. Now, let me ask you and, this, not to okay. cut you off. Let me ask you this. How was it hard to continue that? That health journey after you stopped playing, um, playing ball, was it was the it irony, was it hard? The
1: irony is that once you start doing something, I tell all of my clients, it's that first that thirty day window initially because see a habit is formed after about thirty days, right. and you know how you feel when you really shift in your eating. You feel the difference in your body. You have more energy. Deal. Like you, like my, I can tell. Granted, I, I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so we are a city, a state where we've got some amazing cuisine. So, That's do right. I deprive myself? No, but I also know what I need to do to get back on track if I have fallen off a day or two days. Like I'm not one of those people that will have an entire bad week of eating. Like I am too regimented in my life, and, and I, I know the positives of continuously making the right decisions there in terms of eating wise that it's hard for me right now at the place that I am to fall off track if that right. makes any sense.
2: Right. But
1: um so so from and also even after playing professionally, the athletic piece Of it was was more so the challenge for me finding something workout wise that would still give me the same gratification that I receive from playing a team sport. That's what a lot of athletes are challenged by that. They used playing basketball, they used playing volleyball, even track. But having to do it alone can be problematic for a lot of people. And it's just finding something that. So I started running long distance, which I had never done because. You know, I was a sprinter, so I wasn't. It wasn't like I was getting on the track and running miles, but I realized that that was a time that I could be with myself and God and my thoughts, and and um and and working on me, but also working on me physically as well as internally. And so I found a love in just running. And so um that transition into obviously me, I knew what to do in the gym because I was always a gym rat. But um encouraging me to be an advocate for others. In terms of um, helping them understand the importance of doing what was necessary, but also being that accountability partner for them, because I understand the difficulty and just creating a new lifestyle, especially if one you were never an athlete, right? Because knowing, knowing the benefits, but then also um, for my previous athletes who have a tr- you know have trouble finding a system allowing them to be a part of something where they have a person that um, can relate to them but can get them back on track to where they're becoming their healthiest self. And so, Uh, um, yeah, I love what I do. And I realize this is a journey that every human is dealing with. I mean, we all are tempted to consume things that we shouldn't. We all feel like, I don't feel like working out today, but ultimately for us to have the great, you know, the quality of life we desire, these are things that have to happen. Right. In order for us to, you know, enjoy life like we desire to long term, right. not only immediate and long term.
0: So let me, yeah. let me ask you this: Why do you, mm-hmm. why do you think that we have such a large case of obesity here? I know we have great cuisine here, but like, you know, do you think that it's a a, a, a self thing, a, a, a more of a um, self? Uh, low, lower, maybe I, I don't want to say low self-esteem. I don't really want to say that, but a, a lot of people suffer with that.
1: I think, it, yes, and it's also learned. I also think that our community, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're specifically talking about Louisiana. Yes. I think this state thrives on food you know you got to look at why people visit Louisiana cuz we have great music and great cuisine. And so it is a different mindset when you know like for me granted I love to eat really good food but food is not my my it's not what I'm focused on. So often here Everything revolves around food. What do we eat? Birthdays, funerals, celebrations. Yeah, memories. yeah, you're right. Everything is around food. It's our comfort. And so when we're stressed, we eat. When we are healthy, we when we're depressed, we eat. You know, and so when that becomes the focal point for any and every opportunity to gather or to, the outcome is going to be what it is. You All know, right. when people look at... You know, we, we we complain about, and obviously, you know, death can happen in so many different ways, and it's and obviously there are some of these diseases that cannot that people are um, affected by that are rare or just happen and has nothing to do with their diet. It was just something that God chose them for. Does that make sense? And yeah, it, that makes a but, lot of sense. Right, but the the highest rate of death in the U S is as a result of heart disease and stroke. Right. And that is because of food. That's it. Right. Heart disease is because of the things that we are putting in our bodies. And when we start to understand that, and I talked about it being learned, but we've got to make sure that because children come, I mean, just like anything else, you know, whether it be, um, racism, it's learned food. What we put in our kids is learned. Right. They're only exposed to what they are exposed to. So if early on, like my children right now, <laughs> you know, they're going to, like, contingent upon, like, if I have my uh, sitter go to the grocery store or whatever, uh, it's so funny. She was like, your kids know to get, like, cage-free vegetarian-fed vegetarian eggs. Like, like, I don't <laughs> want anything with a bunch of hormones. My kids are normal size. Like, they're very active. You know, I don't deprive them. My son just asked for a piece of gum. Yes, he had a piece of gum. But they also know that if we're going to have fried chicken, we're not going to have fried chicken and French fries. We're going to have fruit or vegetable with the fried food. I don't advise I them, but yeah. I, I realize that it's important for them to understand that they have to have a healthy balance. Right. And so when you teach them early on, and do we eat a lot of fried foods, by no means do we eat a lot of fried foods. But when you teach them early on, they begin to, it. they've created an understanding that, okay this is how I'm supposed to eat, to be the healthiest. I look at my friends, I look at my environment, and I realize that I'm able to be the leading scorer on my soccer team, on my basketball team, and I can run a bunch of miles because my mom is, like, it, it, they may not get it right now because they're 8, 6, and 4, but they will begin to understand it even more so because, and I'm I'm speaking this because this is where they are right now, like they right. are probably the most in shape of their peers, but it's because, they have the right foods in their bodies, they're active, you know, they're not sitting in front of a TV all day. You know, we have these kids now who are literally, you know, deprived of just the outside. Unlike us, like I didn't have a choice. I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have the opportunity to sit in front of a TV all day. I right. was like, go outside and play. Right. Fun. And so that coupled with the horrible eating, these kids are being set up for failure. So we've got to do a better job as parents getting ourselves together on a journey of healthier living, which obviously is going to affect our generation, affect our kids, because if we do the right things for them, you'll get better results. But obviously, if you continue to do the wrong things, you obviously know what's going to happen as well. So we're shortening their lives and we don't even realize it. But go ahead.
0: Do you think that... um, You think that that, um, we tend to... I think that we 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 are as people conscious of the things that we supposed we know that we supposed to be doing but do you think that 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 we look for excuses to not do it we we factor in um fi- financial uh situations we factor in oh my relationship is messed up or uh, I I'm not going to go to the gym today I'm just not in the right you know do you think that we use a lot of different um excuses as as crutches to not um, do the things that we know that decisions? we should, yes
1: I think that um, food is an addiction and it is a very difficult addiction to break especially when you're dealing with adults who have never created a habit of because knowledge is power pod knowledge is where the real power is in because you got to do it you know right. what I'm saying? When well, you know it but you're not applying it, nothing is actually happening happening. Right. And so we know what to eat. We know that we need to be eating food that provides us with nutrients, vegetables, fruits, our um grains, you know, lean meats. The problem is is that we have developed taste buds for these foods that have contained so many additives and chemicals that our bodies now crave them. And it's just like a drug addict. Like literally, you have got to put yourself in rehab and wean yourself off of eating these things. Wow. Because no, seriously, and because because it, it is, and it, it's that deep, deeply rooted mentally. I mean, I you don't understand the the range of. I mean, I've got clients that, I mean, this, it, this is a, a very emotional journey for most people, and. It is really having to look in the mirror and say, Do I choose myself or do I choose this piece of cake? Right. And it's so easy for me to in my mind and probably even just talking to you, you in your mind and say, Of course I choose myself, but I still ate a piece of cake.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: So it's really it's it's like I said, it's an addiction and it beca- it, it, it takes a person who is willing to say, I have got to go through a process just like an addict where I am going to get the help I need. Cause I know if I could do it alone, I would have, <laughs> I would have overcome this a while ago. Right. But you've got to find somebody that's going to help you along this journey, help hold you accountable, be okay if you have some setbacks, because that is going to happen. That's a part of going through the process, but more importantly, that is there to watch you overcome this addiction and help you get to a healthy place, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Even when it comes to right. being healthier, because all of it's affected. Right. It's all affected, and so yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's there's so there's a there's a such a large spectrum of reasons that people do and eat. The things that they eat and like everybody's journey is different right Absolutely. um and reasoning is different so i can't just like put everybody in a box but i will say from for, for just from an understanding like i said baseline again this is it's an addiction and so however they use this addiction to benefit them they use it to do so so got you
0: got you let's talk about um Let's talk about the financial uh, culture aspect okay. of it, okay? <laughs> because I mean, like I said, you wear so many different hats. And I, I know, I
2: know. Let's I let's
0: know. talk about what um what made you want to educate, become an educator in in that field. I mean, I I know that it's necessary, but for the listeners.
1: Yeah, well, the irony is, um, God does everything for a reason. I literally in um, majored in marketing and finance and um, interned was pretty, you know, it's unfortunate, the, the company that I intern with, I'm not going to badmouth them on the podcast, but, you know, like most institutions, won't really have a conversation with somebody unless, when it comes from an investing perspective, unless they have two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars $250,000 to invest at one time. And so, initially, when I made the decision, I wanted to have the education because I saw, you know, so many people around me, family members, close family members go through debt, uh, bankruptcy, in major debt, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, I mean, you look at 85% of Americans literally are living paycheck to paycheck. And so you got people that are 65, literally 95, studies show that 95% of Americans, by the time they get to age 65, are either dead broke, still having to work, or living off the federal government. Only 5% of people are okay or wealthy by the time they get to age 65. And, you know, everybody who's listening, I want you to think about the people that you know that are age 65.
2: Right.
1: It's hard. They are struggling. And so the reality is I wanted to be able to do something about that. Um and so you know, Carlos and I work with a company called Primerica, and what I love about Primerica is that Primerica doesn't care where you are in life financially. If you make a decision to put a plan in place, you have the opportunity to make some shifts financially. And I say a plan because you you will not be successful in anything if you don't really have a plan. You've got to have a plan. Absolutely. And so the idea of investing is great, but if you don't have a plan, then you know. <laughs> You just are going to be putting some money away, and you don't know what that return is going to look like by the time you get to retirement age. And and, and, and plans are not just you know for twenty to 50, fifteen to thirty years down the road, contingent upon if you're listening, what age you are and what what your ideal retirement age is. Because most of the people I sit down with, let's just say they're in their thirties or forties. Oh, I want to start, you know I want to retire at fifty-five or sixty. Well, what's your plan? How much are you putting away? And if you tell me how much you're putting away but you don't know your rate of return, then that's problematic. you got to understand compound interest and how this is going to affect long-term what you're putting away. Because if it's $100 and you think you're going to have enough to live off of, <laughs> you will be sadly mistaken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to know. You have to have a number in your mind that, okay, when I get to retirement, because there's so many factors, you have inflation, um, but but you've you got to say, okay, I've got this. In order for me to, to be able to live at this age, I've got to have this much put away. So what do I need to do now in my plan for that to happen? Also, just uh, share with people the, because the, um, many people like my mom. You know, nobody really was sitting down with this single parent of two kids Teaching her what to do with the resources that she made,
2: right. which
1: is why most people live paycheck to paycheck, they make a little more money, they what, they increase their standard of living and continue to live what, paycheck to paycheck, right. the cycle continues to repeat. Right. And so, um, but even something as, man, I could put I could have been putting twenty five dollars a month away. Now granted my mom was blessed because both of her kids received full scholarships to college, but most kids we're all going to have to take on debt initially even with you know and that's a whole other conversation just about you know paying for college and not being able most people don't find jobs in their field right now but um but taking on this debt when it it really could have started early on by just making a commitment to putting some money away as a parent if you have those resources to to do that, because most people think it takes a lot of money to do that. But based on compound interest, if you start early, that twenty-five dollars will at least give your child a foot in the door.
0: Yeah, um, I was just about to ask you that, and you answered my question before I asked you because I was, you know, I was going to ask you that. A lot of people, a lot of people feel like, you know, um, well, I work at well, I work here or I work there. You know, I'm not, I'm just not making enough money to be able to put something away. Um,
1: listen, I tell people, how much do you waste every day? Because when we really look at our resources, more of us waste so much money, whether it be eating out, buying things, you know, to, to keep up with the Joneses. Right. If you got to escalate living in an apartment complex, it's a whole other conversation, right, you know. Right. And so a vehicle is a vehicle is a vehicle. We don't buy brand new cars. Like, I, I refuse to do that because we know that they depreciate as soon as they leave off the lot. Exactly. Why would I buy something brand new? Right. You know, <laughs> And and we do well financially, but it is a waste to me. So I've got, I don't ever want to throw money away because I know where I came from. So when it comes to my resources, I want to be a great steward of my resources, but also use my life as an example so that I can um, show others what being responsible with your resources has provided my family. And so with that being said, it does not take much. But it does take you being responsible and saying, okay, and and I'm about to step on some toes. But you know, we go sew ins and these a wig, whatever, and that's two fifty, three hundred, five hundred dollars per hair and you know, okay, well, well I could've been putting twenty five dollars, fifty dollars of that away right. and I'm just I'm talking to women specifically, but you know, men we do things that we you know, whether it be whatever I, yeah. Know, whoever's listening knows what I'm talking about. There's there's something that they spend money on and I don't even care if it's simply coffee. You know, we go to some of these coffee houses and we're spending $5 a day or $6 a day on a cup of coffee. You know, especially one of these specialty coffees. You yeah. know where I'm coming
0: from. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: so when you when you simplify that and you say, listen, even if it's $5 a day that I am wasting, that's $150 a month that I could have really been putting towards something that's going to better myself, my family long term versus me spending it on something and having nothing to show for it.
0: Wow. Wow. Now, you, now, now you let me think, ask you this. You
1: think about right now going to the movies. Now, granted, I don't take any of that away from, because I realize that there are certain things that we have to enjoy. Life is too short, and I'm not saying deprive yourself by anything. Right. But the cost of a movie 10 years ago in Baton Rouge, ten, fifteen 15 years ago, I remember they used to have a theater, the Dollar Theater, the Broadmoor The Theater, Dollar yeah. Theater. And now we're spending almost ten dollars for a movie ticket. That's
0: before popcorn. Well, don't so even bring the almost, kids like with it. you because it's over with. If you if you think about doing the family thing at the movie theater, you might as well come on with two hundred or one hundred and fifty at least.
1: Right, right, right. you are lit, like this is is almost this almost like a full on semi vacation going to the movie. Yes, so you spend about a hundred dollars going to the movie theater. Yes. So I say that to say, but it also has to wake you up when it comes to just you being a steward of your resources, because the reality is what we bought 10, 15 years ago because of inflation has now increased drastically. And if your money is not increasing
0: with the increasing, then, Ooh, you know, you like, now that's that's dope. Inflation, right there. I, I like that
1: right now is about two point six. 4% annually. Yeah. So if you're not getting a 2% raise on your job every year, what you bought last year, you're not going to be able to buy next year. That's
0: right. That's right. Wow. Yes, man.
1: And we got, to and we got to get some skills that are not going to be taken away from us. Those that are listening to this uh, podcast, you know, in addition to not, not just skills, but being, look, I'm all for entrepreneurship, man. I'm all about you being able to have the freedom To um, do what you want to do, but obviously because we work our butts off, but control your time and money. I don't like somebody telling me when I got to show up and what I got to do. But man, this AI, this artificial intelligence is about to be taking over jobs in the next 10 years. So you got to find something that you, I was just reading an article and they were just talking about like how everything is automated. Right. You know, even the simplest, you can go, you could be able to go to McDonald's. You're not going to even have to have somebody at the
0: counter. Well, you know what's crazy? They, they're already starting that already. And people already don't, people it. not even aware of what's going on. Because what's funny is I was in the bank a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, when you go into banks, not just the bank, when you go into several establishments now, you, you're seeing less employees working there. And the girl at the bank told me, I was asking, I was like, you know, because I always try to try to uplift people whenever, wherever I go. I don't care what I'm doing. If I don't see you smiling or, you know, I always ask y'all, hey, how you doing? You okay? Or, you know, and she was like, nah, she was like, it's just bad. And I was like, why? And she just felt compelled to talk about it. She was like, well, you know, we're we going to be out of a job pretty soon. She was like, I mean, they, they're getting ready to, you know, bring these automated systems in. And, and I mean, they're just going to basically need one person here to, you know, monitor everything. And I was just like, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: and I never understood that. It's like, like we go we go to, like, I go to the bank, I go to Walmart, I go to the dollar store. Like, everywhere it's like that you got one person running the whole store. You got a line of people. Like, this is a convenience store. We're supposed to be able to, it's supposed to be for convenience to come in and get just, I mean, you're walking into a line, it's one person trying to do everything
1: everything. And I'm like, exactly. wow, why don't they well, hire
0: somebody You know, it's,
1: everything is about the bottom dollar. I mean, yeah. you gotta look at and I, you know, I'm I'm looking at all of these major brands where we used to shop, whether it be the Gaps of the World or Banana Republic yeah. or We're Limited and yeah. Express. Man, these stores are gone. Yeah. And why is that? Because you can get everything shipped to your door through Amazon. Man. And I mean, how ingenious of a concept Was it because you don't think, I don't think anybody thought 10 years ago that we would not be going to the malls. But for the holidays, I don't even shop anymore. I don't go into the stores. I know what I want to get people. I go in, I put it in my cart, and I have it shipped to my front door, and it's going to be there in two days.
0: Right. Do you think that takes away from the experience of it, too, though, because the experience element of it, Too, I do miss that in certain regards. Like, I like the conveniency of certain things, but then I kind of feel like it kind of, in a way, makes it kind of, I don't know, like too much conveniency sometimes could be just too much conveniency. You know, you can't never take away like the experience for like the children and different experiences that we had as well. You know, I just right. I just kind of feel like in certain ways, certain things, like, I, I'm like, I, I like going to the grocery store at times. I, you know, I, I like to, yeah, to. I
1: haven't gotten caught up quite yet into, because, you know, now you can just order your groceries. My point, exactly. literally, they bring them to your car. Exactly. Or they can bring them, or they can deliver them to your front door. I have not started doing that with my groceries yet, because I just have not. But I was enticed when I figured out that this existed. I'm thinking, man, the time that I'm spending, worried about my three kids touching on everything on every hour, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. That
1: I could just have it delivered to my door. And you're right. There are experiences that we had that you just had to have them. I know. And I also think of like, okay, well, I could be outside. Like, I could be doing other things with that time. True. And maybe not be it be... A teachable moment in another area but i do get where you're coming from so i think it's just perspective but i just i do feel sorry for those people that are in these and i can't professions or in these you know that work are working these jobs because realistically they have not developed or don't have a skill that cannot be automated
0: right you know what i mean and these are people that's kind of up in age you know as as well because like and i don't want to i don't want to say that they're not woke but they're not woke as far as being connected with information and you know knowing what's act- actually seeing what's going on right in front of your face like right. you, you can't be so caught up in you know all of this other stuff that's going on that really has no relevancy or meaning to it at all it's just just having fun you can't just have fun all the time like you gotta be in tune with what's going on with with the shift in the world and 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 you know financially see how it's going here or or like you were saying like you know how 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 these these jobs like these replacements like i mean technology is is taking over the world and 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 a lot of people don't even have any computer or they're not computer literate at all,
1: and but that's why it's I will say part of there there will be a sensitivity for the next twenty five probably to maybe twenty five to thirty years at the most, based on just life expectancy and where the next like where that generation will be. Because I think about uh, the baby boomers, and I really think about a, many of them are kind of still stuck in there. I don't really want to have to do everything automated on my. But heck, after that. You know, right. it's, 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 we it's, you 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 got most of these people that are in their thirties have had to they've assimilated their thirties, forties. They they are becoming aware technologically of what has to happen. So these forty to even into you know, mid forties to fifties, by the time they're in their eighties they will have become a part of the system. So they have you know, you you understand where I'm coming yeah, from? Like I they've grown do. with the wave. Right now, it's a little like like 11, my father-in-law, because he does not. Now, he probably reads the text messages, but he does not text. Right. And so whether it be just because he does not really want to do it or doesn't feel like he wants to respond to people every five minutes when something comes, right. you don't want people to feel like he has access. That's a whole other thing because people have access to you, like, immediately. Of course. Versus back in the day, people yeah. didn't have as much access. So I think that that kind of infringes on your freedom too.
2: Yeah. But
1: um, but I think you know as we continue to evolve and new generations, twenty five to thirty years from now, I'm. You think we got FaceTime? I feel like <laughs> the person who is in Texas is gonna in, in two minutes be in Baton Rouge. I don't know how. be yeah. Whether it be yeah. transporting yeah. through some pods, or something right. that
0: We're not going to even be. They're showing <laughs> us like the the, the, the irony, like pe- people are. I mean, you can't just, you know, the way that they do things now. They, they, they do testers, and that's what these, and and they do it in a form of a movie, and that's why they they test. And Put things out there like they already were showing us these phones that we on uh, that we have right now today. They were already showing us these phones on Back to the Future, Enemy of the State. Like they're already they introducing the this stuff to you remember us. Remember,
1: like the, rope, the the robotic cleaner? I mean, you got the uh, what is it called? The rumba, the, rumba,
0: the little thing that can you clean your house on the floor, yes, like, you your floor yes, you even a, yes. Have a like, yes, you know, yes. they already so- testing this stuff, you know, and and yes. they can't just. Can you imagine, like, you can't just, like, right now, they already have it already. They got everything set up for the next 20, 30, 40 years already. But the thing about it is they can't just, you know, it, it, what would you think people would do if they see a, a flying car flying through right now? You know how many accidents you have right now? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So they're introducing <laughs> it slowly. People, yeah. Right. They're introducing it slowly. Why do you think they're coming out with the hub, They came out with the hoverboards? They're testing it out. They're right. testing to get people comfortable with these type of devices and different things like the, the, the watch phones but, but I and remember, all of like, My husband
1: right now has a self-driving car. When he is on the interstate and his see, I'm so bad when it comes to cars. It's like a CT6 or whatever that's supposed to do. But, but the reality, like he does not have to put his hands on the wheel. He exactly. has to look forward. That is it. The car drives itself. Exactly. Now let's think about this. I think of two sides to that. I think about how many accidents happen, DUIs, whatever, just people texting, not paying attention because we are now in this technologically advanced world. Right. I'd rather be in a car on a system that, now, <laughs> could some major crap happen too? If you think about both sides of it, just possibly <laughs> because now I'm, I'm, I'm depending on automation to, for my survival.
2: Right. But then also depending on how
1: um, reliable the system is, True. we would have less. You know, people dying from car accidents or, That's true. you know, it's less risk while you're on the road. So, um, it, it's such an interesting conversation because I, I think it. that we, we, we no matter what, have to evolve with it. We have you to. You know, we can't be stubborn because it's going to happen. And if we don't catch up with the wave, I mean, these kids are doing programming right now. They're learning I'm this serious. in elementary school. I'm like, yeah. programming? We were playing with Legos, trying to draw. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like now y'all are really like like this is in, like this is um you know integral in your growth as a child to understand how programming works because that's the wave of the future, yeah, so anyway, um, we gotta keep up with it, even if we don't want to
0: We gotta you you are right you you're right let me let me ask you this now I don't know how do you feel about um how do you feel about these games as far as, like, um, with our children, as far as, like, um, you know,
1: Fortnite, Fortnite,
0: Fortnite and, all and all? I mean, like, it, it I, I just, I want to know your take on it. To me, I, I think that it's a, a, a drug.
1: Oh, it's an, yeah, it is a drug.
0: Okay. It's bad. So this
1: is not the real world. I feel like parents, we've got to reel it in. Like, I've I've had several conversations with parents, and the problem is, the problem is is that it's got to be, it's hard, because you're dealing with children who are so impressionable. And if every child, you know, like, it goes even to something as simple as a cell phone, because it starts there having access. So now you've got nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds with cell phones, but if everybody in the class has a cell phone, your child feels isolated because they don't have a phone. They can't text their friends, so they're not included in certain things. Let's move to Fortnite. Well, that becomes the conversation with these boys, and so they're all playing this game. But if your son is not playing it, he feels excluded from his peers because he's not wow. able to have that conversation. You follow Talk me? Talk to me now. So now, do I do I feel like I'm I, I'm kind of a rebel? I don't, you know, y'all follow me on social media? Well, you know, I'm. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, Brittany, Temple at Brittany Temple. I'm a little rebel, but, um, you know, I'm an advocate for a lot of things. Uh, but I don't always feel like I have to follow in order to provide my kids with a, an amazing life and expose them to the things that they need to be exposed to. I think children need to stay in a child's place and being in a virtual world where there's so much that's happening, and there's no contact with the real world. And these kids are in front of these games oh, hours on end. God. That is problematic. Yes. You are letting these games rear your children versus them having real interaction with you as parents, with their friends, take y'all behind. I was about to <laughs> use another word. Go outside, play with the neighbors next door. And, you know, it's it's, it's but it's got to be a conversation amongst the friends that are parents as well. Like I... You know, I make sure that I'm having open conversations with my daughters, um, my daughters, not just the friends, but the parents of the friends, and I know who I feel comfortable with my daughter hanging with. That's right. And if we have like mine, then then it's a good place. Like my daughter's best friend, um, the mom, and I had become best friends, and but I, there's a safe. I like, I feel safe with my daughter in that space because I know that our values are the same and we cherish the same thing. So yes, they're going to go outside and play with their bikes. They're going, you know, I, you know, I was a little tomboy growing up. So, um, <laughs> so I would play with the best of the boys on the basketball court, but still have um have my little pigtails with bows in them at the end of the day. But I loved athletics as well, but I made sure that I, because there's, they're not, and not utilizing because them because they are locked into something that is like you said it becomes like a drug
0: and when you, you know deactivate arts, it
1: you don't know if you're a singer you don't know if you're dance, you could
0: dance right because you're not exposed and then
1: this, and, you're in and, a and, video
0: game. and then when you take it and then when you take it or are you like well look you know what it's time to get off the game look unplug the game give me the game i'm gonna put the game up Or oh, it's like they, they 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 lose it it's like you know what I'm saying? Like they lose it, and then, and it's like they 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 their communication skills, their interaction skills. It's like, like, what are you sad about? You were just playing a game from Friday, and and it's Sunday, and I'm like, turn it in, and it's like, yo, man. And now
1: we have the same policy in my house too. So we have these iPads, and yes, they cannot have them during the weekday, but I do give them, a, you know, they have a certain period of time. It is not like they can play with them all day on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because first of all, they are busy. They've got soccer games, basketball games. They've got dance competition. And this is from the 4-year-old all the way up to the 6-year-old. Absolutely. They are, everybody is busy. And so you might have a little period of time. But I have really had to hone in on, you know the games that they are playing, and so a lot of them are fun learning games where they win certain things. But I'm like, okay, if you're gonna be on this device, let's learn some while you're on it. Right? <laughs> huh? We don't like we're not about to watch a bunch of movies. That's not gonna happen, and we're not gonna sit up here and play um, some game that I can't control. But what's also scary is now you've got like this in these programmers that are infringing on your freedom exactly. by for suicidal character. Did Are you see? Do
0: you, do you about, understand what I'm saying? That's man, what I'm saying. Like, you think your child is watching
1: a censored YouTube because it's the kids' network and they got this woman talking about tell kill yourself? Not, Go suicide. stick your finger in the socket. Uh-uh. Give me that iPad. Give it to me. <laughs> I, was like,
0: <laughs> I was like, what is going on?
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's scary. It's scary. But again, like, we've got to be vigilant as parents. And yes, I will be that crazy mama who, I mean, my kids, you know, my daughters know and my son will be four. So he will get to the point to where he, you know, he and my husband have an amazing relationship like that is his boy. And that's what I want. I want my son. And I, I he is blessed because I, my brother had, a, you know, he, but he just wasn't present. And he was not the greatest. My dad was an alcoholic. He had his own issues because of history, you know, things that right. he dealt with as a, as a child that he shouldn't have dealt with. And so, you know, I'm blessed to see my son have a great example in a man. And men that are listening to this podcast, man, there's nothing more powerful than having a daughter to see a real example of how she should be treated and a son to direct, that has a father that can direct him in being the man that he needs to be because he's not going to get it from anywhere but the streets if you don't provide him with That's right. And so to see my son... You know, and my daughter daughters gravitate towards me. You know, I tell them, no, we're not friends now. I'm your mother. So this period of time, I've got to love on you, but I've got to teach you how to become great women. But we're going to be best friends later on in life. Like, I, right. we have mommy talk, you know, where it stops with mommy. You, you Unfiltered, you can ask whatever you want to ask me. There is nothing that my daughters can can't ask. I never want them to feel that way. But... You've got to have conversation with your kids in order for that to happen. I'm serious. Like, if they're in front of a game or if they are in somebody else's ear. Because, see, you know, parents get off work and they're at home with the kids. But are they really present in their children's lives? Just because they live with you, you having a physical presence. Like, in the room, is not as much as you actually having a vocal presence, meaning that you're in their ear. You're you're talking about really what happened at school, how they're interacting with their... Their classmates, how they handle this situation, right? Or putting them in scenarios, teaching them how to navigate through this cruel world that we find ourselves living with, especially right now with the climate that we're dealing with. Yeah, like you gotta be the loudest voice in your children's ear. You gotta be.
0: Man, and if you're not spending that time and you
1: allow somebody else to dictate that, a video game, a movie, or whatever, they're learning these doggone songs.
0: You know? Oh my God, that's a whole nother thing.
1: Yeah. Do you think oh.
0: that do you think that they're they're strategically um putting these 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 tools of distraction um in position as far as these these reality shows and all of these different distraction mechanisms that they're putting in position to distract parents from being um fully engaged in what the um the the, the kids have going on? Because you're trying to hurry up and, get, you know, try to catch Atlanta Housewife or you're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to uh, see what's going on with R. Kelly or you're trying to, um, you know.
1: It's so interesting because I have always had the mindset that I want to know. Like, I want to know. Now, 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 I'm talking about now. Reality is different from news different kind of news but I'm like I don't want to know what's going on in somebody else's life like you right. know and I have a couple of good friends that are on some of these reality shows and I realize that for some people it normalizes their lives when they're able to see somebody else's life and they're like <laughs> oh, okay she's dealing with this so I'm not yeah. alone so for some people they look at it as a you know I don't want to say a resource but I mean a a, a way to just kind of decompress but then also to like not have to focus on their own issues that they're that they're dealing with in their own whether it be marriages relationship with their kids but it normalizes what they have going on mm. so for for certain people i guess it is what it is i mean you use that in, in the way that you need to use it but um a lot of that stuff can be highly stressful because you get caught up in it you know right you Get caught up in to the lives of other people when exactly. you deal with your own crap it, it, and you it's, it's another drug that it's just like it's just like young and restless for our grandparents, right? Like you know, you start to get mad at the character. You see him on the street. That's he's just playing a role. That's yeah. Like, and, and the same thing with these reality shows. A lot of it is, um, you know these these scenes can be scripted. Do not let that fool you. But the but but, I, but again, to answer your question, I do think that it distracts us from being able to be very present in our family's lives. Now, is it intentional? You know, I always say that there's always another agenda going on with the elitists. You know, mm. when we are blinded by something that's happening, they got something major that's going on and R- we're not
0: paying attention. That, to that, that, oh so, Lord! So caught up in what's <laughs> happening on this. Brittany, show. listen. <laughs> Brittany, listen to me. You, you know, you know for a fact because we getting close to the to the uh, to our time. But I'm telling you right now. Well, I'm not telling you. I'm asking. You have to come back. We still haven't even talked on the book. We, I mean, we got stuff to talk I know, about.
2: I know. I know. I know.
0: You got to come back. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Can Can you come okay, back I next definitely month? Come back. I, 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 yeah, of course.
0: I'd love to. That will be to. awesome. What, what I want you to do, too, is I want you to um, shout out anybody that you want to shout out. And then I, I would like for you to put out... Um, Ways and your information of ways that people could actually connect with you for um, any type of tools or guidance or anything that they may or resources that they may need or whatever. I would like for you to put that out there.
1: Okay, so first of all, give an honor and glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for just this platform, the opportunity to speak with you. And, you know, Amen. even though we talk about social media, I would not have met you had it not been for Amen. that resource. So I feel like this opportunity, um, I am grateful for it, So thank you. Thank you.
2: Um,
1: and uh, obviously, I have an amazing husband, Collis Temple III. And what up, Collis? Supportive. <laughs> and, and just all of my endeavors, and we're supportive of each other. I've got three amazing children, Monet Eden and Collis Fourth. My mom, who, um, Moretta, who has literally um, helped mold me into the woman that I, young adult that I became, and then this obviously is is my my rock for all things. But um, you know, my 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 business. Just to let you all know, I talked about the health component. It's brittanytemple.com. If you're looking for a program where you have an accountability partner that's going to allow you to. Um, you know, be successful in your weight loss journey or just becoming healthier in general. Get on my website. You can work out with me at home. You have workouts that you get weekly um, and they shift every week, so you'll never get bored, but you are going to feel the results. You're going to see the results. You're going to, uh, but then also have me motivating you throughout the process. My name is B R I T N E Y. Temple T E M P L E it's dot com. So that's Brittany dot com. You can get on there for a little twenty five dollars a month, have access to a great health plan. Awesome. Um, uh, from a perspective of just financial uh wellness, you know, I, I work with clients all throughout the week, um, helping put them in a better situation. My cell phone, my business phone is um my business phone is two two five um four three nine. Three 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 nine. I'll just give you all my cell two two five four three nine three 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 nine, and um and I'm on social media. So Instagram, it's Brittany Temple, my name B r i t n u y t m p l e, and get fit with Brit. Real simple. Get G e t f i t with w i t h B r i t. That's where I put a lot of health and wellness posts, and obviously testimonials from my clients you are my book. I didn't really get to talk about it, but it's really a wonderful first book of a series that's it's through the uh, my series is called The Temple Tales. Um, but it just talks about love and it's, it's it's entitled There's a Baby on the Way. And if any of you have multiple children, you know that it's the one thing that you think about after you have your First child is if I'm pregnant again, um, I don't ever want my children to feel like they're not loved. The second or third, like, I, I'm favoring one child. And it really gives right. a great explanation about how no matter how many children you have as a parent, you're going to love, your child is going to be loved um, equally. And it's really more so expressing that to the child. Like, your mom and dad are going to love you just as much as they love the next sibling. Like, nobody is going to be felt left out. And so that's um, and that's the templetales.com. So I know I've thrown a lot of stuff out. I'm on Facebook as well, Brittany Temple. Um, and you also can also email me lastly at thebrittanytemple, uh, thebrittanytemple at gmail.com. Thebrittanytemple at gmail.com. Whew, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brittany, again, um, I really, really, really enjoyed this interview. I really enjoyed you. Um, I'm wishing you... And your, your beautiful family, more blessings, love, and success. And again, you're going to have to come back on the show because we got so much more stuff to talk about.
1: Oh, I look forward to it. You just let me know when. God bless you and your family as well. Thank you for this opportunity. And I look forward to it.
0: Thank okay. you so much. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, Queen Brittany Temple. Y'all have a blessed day. we